counting down all of the things. It's top five on two track mind. Welcome back to the Two Track Mind podcast feed, and it's an episode of Top 5 with me, Liam Toms, and... Me, Edward Crawley. Today we are talking about our top five venues of all time. Music venues. Music venues, not just shopping centres or anything random like that. No. Uh, and we've been to a lot of music venues in our time, we've played some. Uh, yeah, I was I was sort of worried that people might think this was, was going to be very regional dependent to the south, but actually... We've been we've been quite fortunate to tour, and if a band is playing somewhere, and it just happens to be that they might, we've both travelled to gigs. What's the furthest north for a venue you've been to watch a band? Yeah, we've done it in Scotland. No, I almost went to an uh, when Dad lived in Scotland. When my dad lived in Scotland, I almost went to an Idlewild gig up there to the point where I almost booked tickets, but then plane tickets were ridiculous. I've been to a gig in um, Boston, Massachusetts, paid to go to see Every Time I Die, first ever time I saw them. Um, but that's not north, is it? That's, that's west. West. Hmm. Um, but that was actually a paid gig. That's where I met the guys who I was meeting over there. I went straight from the airport to there. Yeah, inconsiderate. Bearing in mind, I'd never flown that far in my life, and I'd flown on my own. I got off, and I was like, where am I heading, where am I heading? Oh, yeah, we're just down at a gig. <laughs> does the venue make your top five? No, does it, fuck. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we're going to do this a little bit differently to how we've done it before. Uh, rather than go in the order of our top five, from five to one, we're going to talk about the venues without revealing where they score. Yeah. Uh, some will be from my list, some will be from Ed's. You'll probably be able to guess. Okay. With some of them, because yeah, I think we'll, we'll, probably, we'll, we'll I have think we less can, to say on it. <laughs> sure. And obviously we'll say whether it was on our list or not, but at the end of the episode we'll give you our top five countdown. But at top of the pops. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Edward, I, are you going to talk us through, you've got a list of the venues there, and we're going to share Yeah, some. a venue that we've both been to. Um, we touched upon it in the last episode. Um, Brixton Academy. Uh-huh. It's on my list. Um but we've both been there. We've both got experience, experiences of it. I think I've seen some amazing bands there. I think the really first fortunate. question, the first thing people are going to think of when they think of Brixton is the floor. Yeah, yeah. Which I like. Do you? It depends I, if you're pitting or not, I suppose. I've never pitted there. And I've never been to the front there. Yeah. I imagine it's quite dangerous pitting there. Oh, fuck that. I have. First time I went there was The Offspring back in... 2005 maybe um, I ripped my shirt and had a bleeding nose from a pit so yes I have pitted there so the pit it is, is tricky dangerous. it's difficult <laughs> <laughs> I liked it uh, the first few times I went and I was standing downstairs because it meant you had a good view yeah, of yeah. things uh, so I do quite like the slanted floor but I know some people struggle with it and it actually it makes their legs hurt more yeah I could, I could probably see that but just to reel off who we've been we've both been lucky enough to see there Postal Service, yeah, Green Day, Descendants, and Def Cab, Def Cab, Lesson Jake. Mm-hmm. I think that might be we've done it there. <laughs> <laughs> the Offspring. Yeah, um, I've seen All Time Low there as well. But the less said about that, the better. Yellow Card. Um, they weren't headlining. Christ. Um, Why does it make your top five? I think part of it is this wonder about Brixton or the area I've never had an issue with where it is um, you drove right outside the venue you literally parked remember Green Day Yeah. you parked literally one street away for free <laughs> I don't know how you found that parking spot no, I forgot all about that um, remember I took my site radio my battery powered site radio to play MP3s in your car at the yeah, time yeah I remember um, but yeah I think, I think it's probably the bands I've been lucky enough to see that like Green Day and that size venue was a big deal and it was Dookie album show wasn't it and hits Descendants was great there although it wasn't massively busy it was you know and Postal Service you know the there's I think it's their standout shows and some of that has to be because it was in that venue I suppose it's the venue where you're likely to see 
a big name play a intimate show. So like yeah, Green yeah. Day. I remember when um, the American Idiot tour came about and they didn't do, initially they didn't do like an arena. They did two shows at Brixton and at the end of the tour they did two shows at Hammersmith Apollo. Um, and yeah, it was definitely a big deal even then, like thinking of Green Day playing it. So to see them there was pretty cool. But I like the venue. I've, I've never had bad sound there. Mm. I don't think... Yeah, I've definitely never had bad sound there. Normally really easy to get to. Normally get the space I want to stand. So yeah, it's in my top five. But I think it's got valid reasons to be there for me. So, As we spoke about on uh, Open Mics, we have both had the privilege of uh, backstage access mm. at uh, Brixton. And uh, the maze that it is, the backstage area. Yeah, it's just... It's a massive... I think it holds about 6,000. Uh, standing and balcony mm. I think the floor is about five or four and a half five um, but yeah it's a wicked venue but some yeah Death Cab was unreal there especially if you've got a good band and they typically bands playing at headline in that sort of venue will normally have a very good sound technician or a few so I think that does help the bands haven't been bad I think when it's empty a support band could potentially suffer there because I think it could sound a bit lost. Well, the sound when I went recently for the Fireball tour um, wasn't great. And uh, wasn't it? anywhere other than the balcony? All oh, right. Um, it sounded really good up there. I don't. I don't know why it didn't sound as good downstairs. Uh, but uh, that was the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it as well. Um, I'd say I would maybe put it somewhere near top 10. Yeah, it was difficult to decide these. And a few I could have easily chopped and changed, I think. Maybe, it, if I'm being honest, it's not like a definitive top five. Because mm. then I look at gig tickets and I'm like, oh, I saw them there. You know, that was a great venue. And then I think, oh, no. But, yeah, it's made the top five. Brixton Academy yeah, in uh, London right. town. Well, I'd like to, let's touch on one that is a local um, that you've got in your top five, Mr. Smith's. Yeah, so Mr. Smith's uh, was probably s- about the same size as the room that we're sat in now, your lounge. Yeah. Not much bigger, was it? Um, uh, 3, if you want to know. I've just had to measure it. Meters. <laughs> um, <laughs> Smith's. And it's mad to think this. Uh, we only went there for about a couple of years. I think the first time we went there was in 2004. By the end of 2005, it had closed. Now that's mad to think because it feels like we were going there for years. Yeah, but that's it really totally was just just two years. I mean, obviously, when you're younger, that time seems a lot longer. But we were there a lot. Yeah, but we yeah, there was points like in the summer where you go pretty much every week, sometimes more. Though I remember there was one point I was going to any gig someone was going to. I saw like you've been lied to, heavy metal band. You know, not heavy metal band that they weren't. They were a metal a heavy band with um, chaff. Yeah, who's like a local uh, snub. snub. Yeah. I saw Snub there, You've Been Lied To, Skindred, all in the space of like literally eight days. I think my mum had an absolute, like, flipped. <laughs> You're going there again? I'm like, like, getting dad to drive me down there. So was, we were, the, was the first gig Jesse James? Jesse James, yeah. Which is mad because we queued up outside hours before for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like an embarrassingly early time we got there. Oh, that was awesome. Um, yeah. I think this is it. Like, the age that we were, we were like... 15, 16, I guess, when we were going there, maybe a little bit older. Um, I went there the night uh, that would have been my uh, prom. Did uh, you? Yeah, to see Four Foot Fingers. Oh, nice. Um, it's just, there's lots of stories like that. I mean, I, I guess this one makes my top five based on nostalgia mostly. Yeah. But I also think it was a pretty good venue in terms of sound. And, and maybe the passage of time has distorted my memory of it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, without wanting to throw another venue under the bus, I'm pretty sure it was always a lot better sound than Ibar, which was the the replacement that we eventually had yeah, yeah, in Bournemouth yeah. for it. Um, what was the capacity? I guess it must have 100. been about... Yeah, about 100. It was literally 100, um, and I think that was a push. Yeah. I got but to put on a show there. That the was... floor used to, like, bounce with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was what... above the uh, big issue. Yeah, was it Office. originally the big issue, or did that come afterwards? No, I think I think that was always, always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it was it, just a dive, wasn't it? Yeah, like up those black stairs, not touch the walls. There were so many things shitty like shitty toilets, which normally had someone. 
doing stuff in. How's your father? Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't drugs, it was uh, a bit of the old in and out. Um, um, you know, and that was common, wasn't I it? I always used to wonder about the stairs as well, because I'm, I'm sure I read once that for stairs to be legal, they've got to be uh, a 45-degree angle. I swear or these less. were more yeah. uh, than that, more or less. What, certainly... what do I mean? More, less, whatever. No, 45 or less. Yeah. You couldn't have 50, so I'm yeah. saying you could have less than that. Yeah, you're, you're the uh, plumber. Well, no. <laughs> um, but no, I get what you mean. And I said, I don't think Carting was, stuff up I those stairs. I don't think there was a handrail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we never drank there, did we? This is free. So we were enjoying this purely sober kids loving bands that we were seeing throwing ourselves into the pit going to gigs there that maybe we might have been one of ten people uh, like one of the and like there was bands that had that you would see there all the time and then there were bands that you were meant to you remember Mr. Miyagi yeah. the band that never showed up they were on yeah. every like scar poster and yet they were never there I think I did see them once but well, you're I, right yes, I, I, I think remember we a finally lot, did see I remember them. a lot of cancellations and we saw some awesome bands there. It was a really good time for music, like yeah. the Farangs, Bud Miser. Yeah. Um, Robolint. Robolint used to come down a lot. Um, yeah, it was a wicked venue. Like, it was a lot of did it was we a lot see of Room 6 there? We did, didn't we? Uh, I don't know if I did, but I'm, I can remember they did play Supported there. by Sidekick. Right. I can remember Sidekick's yeah. logo. I haven't Googled that either. I just bloody remember that. That's so odd. I'll never forget... Um, because I mean, these are the days where we we didn't have a lot of contacts. Like we were still quite young, uh, but these were like the first contacts we made. Like the promoters that like put yeah, on shows Dom, there. Dom still puts on shows now, and still uh, under chalking. This is before I was in uh, Breaking Fast, uh, the, the first band that I was in, and I remember getting them the opening slot for Four Foot, Four Fingers, Foot Fingers and telling George, and George telling me that he could die happy. <laughs> It was just an opening slot in the smallest little dive venue. You put on the Christmas oh, show there as well, didn't you? Yeah. That and, that, and that was uh, Jay called me and said, We've got a spare day. Could you do anything? And yeah, we just threw a bill together. Yeah, that was just wicked. All though. of our friends' bands. And yeah, it was a great time. Yeah. You got. Did you go off on stage topless wearing a hat and a beard in just green underpants or something? Yeah, yeah. It's Father Christmas, yeah. But talking, you know, it was just it was a cool little venue. Yeah, um, I saw Skindred there like twice yeah, and I think they've big, gone on to be much. mad like, yeah. some of the venues that they play they should not be playing because I'm sorry they are tosh <laughs> wow <laughs> in, my, in my opinion good um, sorry I, I lost my weight there it's because we've just done the open mics um what else was I going to say about Smiths? Um, it would constantly close down and reopen. Yeah, yeah. It would constantly be uh, all ages, then 18 plus. Yeah. And I think the very last all ages show before it uh, closed, we actually played that. Uh, and I think there was an almighty brawl outside because it was a bus stop, wasn't it? Right outside yeah, yeah. as well. Just to add to the complication of taking the gear up and down the stairs. Um, but the great thing was if you were getting the bus over there, like you'd literally just step yeah, out. Yeah, it was there. amazing. Um, I, I likened it, didn't I, earlier on to... Uh, CBGBs. I mean, it wasn't anything like CBGBs, but Bournemouth isn't anything like New York. So, it, you know, by comparison, it was Yeah, all, it, it definitely like had that feel to it, though. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I think that leads me on. I'll, I'll chuck it in now because I write it down with a question mark. I've put down the Eden Project. Mm. Now, the reason it comes with a question mark is I've only been there twice. And that's not to say it couldn't be... I think that's fine. I've yeah, got a couple yeah. on my list. I've only been two twice. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I noticed that. But also, I've only ever seen the same guy there. And I think his sound that he, he, he's he got works in that environment. So anyone who hasn't been to the Eden Project, it's basically the most amazing amphitheatre of foliage. So it is perfect. There's no bouncing off walls it's just absorbed so it's insane and for the the Eden projects that are the Eden sessions they do they typically have maybe two people on a support and the headline and the sound and it's good weather normally I've only ever been when it's good weather but they light up the domes the biomes in different colours as they're playing oh, it's cool. insane but the sound like I say it just the, the space it's in lends itself to being perfect 
and the sound is so crisp and I saw Ben Howard there basically two, two, on two separate occasions and easily top three best sounding gigs I've ever been to like both times it was insane and I was just blown as a guy who's been in bands and seen what goes into it I was blown away by the sound as before the performance of Ben Howard because he played really well um, and I was late to getting into Ben Howard I'm not a massive fan of the first album which was good because he played bugger all <laughs> off the first album so I showed up for the first time and he basically just played the second album which I love so I, I think all those elements did help but the venue itself is insane however I've looked at who else has done the Eden sessions and Blink did it once the same year that Dido did it <laughs> you know and not, I'm not the same day though I'm not sure I would have had the same experience seeing Blink there right I think Ben Howard's sound is very sort of atmospheric and very I don't know how to describe it. It's, I it's think, like its um, own genre now. Uh, Flame and Lips have done it before, haven't they? It's... Yeah, that would work amazingly well there. And I think Dido would have been great there, her sound. And Queens of the Stone Age have done it. And I do think that would have been something there. Um, I think that would, would have been a cool one to go to. But then again, you know, that year Lionel Richie did one of the dates as well. And Kylie's done it. They normally have one amazing and then a few tribs and drabs, albeit other people's amazing is one person's drips and drabs but yeah the sound was spot on but I didn't know how we thought about the fact it hasn't got a roof and four walls <laughs> yeah okay because when I was coming out with mine I'd have quite gladly put uh, Little John's Farm aka Reading Festival on mine oh right because yeah. that's kind of a venue yeah but in which case let's not really talk about it but I'll happily substitute it for Electric Ballroom in London okay uh, we've both been there. Cool venue. Um, would you say it's a weird shape? No, I, I think of most venues I've been to that... I actually think Electric Ballroom is a Do you think it's a bit very, narrow? It's a bit narrow, yeah. but I think it is... Uh, there's no obstructions of views or anything like no, that. No, no. No, I get that. You've, not, you've normally got quite a good eye line across... Yeah, I've, I've seen Basement a couple of times there. Hold steady with you. Um, the sounds with you which you enlightened me and said that's nearly 10 years ago or is yeah. 10 years ago yeah, which 10 years is ago insane autumn. Um, I think that's all but yeah I like that venue if, if there's a band playing in Camden and it's like I think I'd I, I wouldn't I don't know if I'd travel for Underworld which is a you know iconic venue because actually the Underworld have you been to Underworld? I went this year for the first time oddly oh what did you think of it? I thought it was okay but it was an, it was the Justin uh, Pierre acoustic yeah, show yeah that so would probably work quite well um, again I've seen Basement there Gallows uh, who else anyway I didn't like Underworld like there's a few venues in Camden which wouldn't get me to travel whereas Electric Ballroom I would happily think, oh yeah, let's go, let's go. You know, as I did for Basement, Hold Steady With You and The Sounds. You know, we, they, I'm pretty sure Sounds was a bloody weeknight, which actually is a trek for people who have got full-time jobs. Mm. So it has to be, you know, you're just on a side note, you you know, if you if you know a band's playing in a shit venue, we're talking, we were talking earlier about a band, a band that's going to be playing Portsmouth Pyramids. And I'm sure one of the reasons we're both umming and ahhing about it is because it's at the Pyramids. Like it's not. Yeah, what does pyramids score in your uh, ranking of venues? I don't think that would be in the top twenty. <laughs> There's plenty of venues that I wouldn't class as venues that would be ahead of it. I've ne I don't think I've ever liked the sound there. Yeah, it's always the sound that lets it down. And it the has feel got of better. It, it's, it's such a light venue, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's something about it that I think always feels like a conference hall. But, yeah, uh, it's too wide. But the sound has got better in the last couple of years that I've been. Yeah. But anyway, we... Okay, so there's a bit of a point of contention here then, whether you have Eden Project or... Yeah, Patrick so I'm, I'm happy to trade it out. But I'm happy for you to have Eden Project. Oh, cool. Given that we'll talk about Reading another time, I'm sure. All right, thanks for that. All right, let's... Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Well, from one biggish venue to another, probably it is... It is the biggest venue we've got, because it's bigger than Brixton. Because it... But a cool little fact, which I'll drop in later, but in your top five, Alexandra... Palace. Yes. Thank you for calling it by its 
proper fucking title. name. Uh, I don't like We offended enough it? people in the last one, so I don't think I need to... <laughs> I don't like its abbreviation, but I know they do actually use it as part of their branding now. Um, yeah, I've only been here once, which is a dangerous thing for putting in a top five, because I had a good experience when I went there. Yeah. I think I could quite easily go there again and have an awful experience. But it isn't just down to the show. Yeah. And I went to see Heim, uh, which is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, so that, I think, has helped boost it up. Yeah, but these but that's fine. That's part of the experience. What I liked about it is it isn't the sort of venue that I like to go to. Um, I've done Wembley Stadium, actually. I've done Wembley yeah. Arena. Um, both were okay in their own right. Uh, O2 uh, Arena is yeah, okay. I've done it. But they're all a bit faceless to me. Yeah. What I was pleasantly surprised with with Alexandra Palace is actually the 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 room the space itself so we it was during june we got in there whilst the two supports were on it was still daylight in there because it's a massive uh yeah yeah dome ceiling that was perhaps actually as as much as i liked that that was probably one of the uh the downfalls as well is that because it was june and obviously it was late uh sun setting hind didn't come on till quite late they waited until it was dark to come yeah, on yeah. Uh, but what I liked about Ali Pali there you go I'm doing it myself uh, is I, I, I could drive straight up there yeah um, the drive wasn't terrible because you kind of come up around the top of London uh, I could park there the parking was free I mean these are all things that in my 30s do contribute to being yeah, a good gosh, venue yeah. um, I had to get the bus there <laughs> There was a pub outside, which was quite nice, that you could go to whilst you're waiting. You've got the benches that you can sit outside. You've got the views out over the city, which is really nice. Uh, but then, and I didn't realise this actually until we went through, before you get into the main room, there's like a massive food court of like yeah, loads yeah, of like yeah. pop-up street food cool, vendors. Yeah, like craft All beer bars. Yeah, I really like that. It's because it's... because I th- And I've, I just, as you were saying, Ali Pali, I think it's only really used as Ali Pali for the sporting events it does there right. I think it's still Alexandra Palace for the music things but like the darts is massive there yeah. and I swear it's the darts at Ali Pali you know um, no I don't mind but I've also teachers. only been there the once I saw the Kaiser Chiefs back on the like probably just as they were getting big I think they might have done it twice and uh, Ricky Wilson um, ended up in like it was so weird I don't know how he got there, but he came off the stage and then popped up in the middle of the crowd. Heim did the same. On a little step, on a little platform. And I was like, Heim did exactly the same. So where the fuck's he come from? (laughs) How have they done that? There must be like a tunnel underneath. I don't know. Which you can leg it. I got a feeling they walked up through the crowd. Ricky Wilson definitely didn't. (laughs) But suddenly he's in the middle saying like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Did you have a weird thing though, right? So did he do that and then go back to the main stage? Yeah. Right. A weird thing happened with us at Heim. Everyone kind of like walked over to listen to the song that they did in the middle and then awkwardly walked back over to the main stage. Like it can't have been like completely sold out because there was a little bit of give in the crowd to kind of like have a bit of a walk and then walk back the other way. This is what... Uh, the cool little thing. I'm glad it's picked up on it naturally. You know the massive black curtain at the back? Yes. I found an There's interesting... There's a bar there, no, well, that black curtain can be moved forward. Ah, uh, okay. I don't know if that means it goes over the the, the possible bar. Yeah. But, so say, um, for instance, Don Broco played it or someone like that. I'm sure the chap who told me, Tom McLeod. Um only did like 6,000 tickets for there and it holds right. 10,000 so they rather than it look empty they just bring the curtain forward yeah and so it still feels like a sold out gig a trick also uh, applied by Mr. Kipps a 300 capacity venue in Paul <laughs> oh, yeah. which is now a popular housing development yeah that's a cool idea isn't it yeah yeah, I, I know the exact one you mean because actually behind that was where they had additional portaloos and things now oh, right uh, what port it's like a little toilet block type thing yeah I just found it a really easy venue to get around I found the atmosphere there was nice it's massive Um, it's a big big space yeah when I went to Wembley Arena uh, by comparison Mm. 
I just felt like I was constantly being shouted at by people. Like, oh, don't go down that bit. Go through. Oh, you can't go through that door. You got to go around yeah. this way. Oh, you can't take that cup. Yeah, in so there. a lot of doors at Wembley Arena. Yeah. Whereas uh, Ali Pali is quite just open space. You've got two rooms. You, can, you can't miss the massive room to the food no. courts, and then you're, the venue's there. Yeah, it's the sort of venue that I will now gladly go and see a band, a bigger band there. There, yeah. yeah. Knowing for a while that I'll yeah, it's I'll cool be venue. comfortable oh, there. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, I think about was... when we did uh, when they used to have give it a name festival at Ells Court. Ugh. Yeah. Like that, just like soulless room. Yeah. Like, and I saw I made in there, and that was pretty bleak. You know, you, I made in a big production band. Yeah. Like, and their stage stuff looked small from the back yeah you, know? you just like it wasn't the place you wanted to be stuck in all day whereas Ali Pali I feel like you could actually make a day of it spend some time there yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice little pond no cool I'm, I, I think it's and I think it's fine that you've only been there the once like Eden Project I've only been technically okay, because there's never on the list that I've only been to twice which we can talk about now if you want okay Roundhouse yeah so this is I'm glad another, I guessed right but I know the other another, two have been too many another, times another Camden <laughs> venue um, the the two times I've been there is for the Frank Turner events Lost Evenings He's a Lost Evenings like mini festival that he does and that's um, the only time I've been there yeah but I found the sound to be good in there considering what it is which is an old um, uh, engine shed is yeah. it? yeah that main room that's what that used to be I think <laughs> I'm sure I heard that god correct me if I'm wrong someone um, but I like it I like that room I like that you've got like the little second room uh, yeah, I just like the levels of it. It just again, it feels like a comfortable multi-purpose venue. It's a little bit awkward with the stairs to get up there and and coming back down. The, it was, pa- the yeah. pillars around the outside. If you yeah. if you haven't managed to get in, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But but actually, we were stood beyond one of them for the first Frank on the outskirts of the like the pit, as so to speak, or the cr- the main bulk of the crown. And it was fine. Yeah, it didn't bother me. No, no, no. In fact, it's in fact it's that sort of thing it. just doesn't bother me now. I like as long as I can hear it. I think it's another one where it's the vibe of the place. Like it definitely had a good vibe. People, the staff there are friendly. Um, again, I think I think the event probably helps boost it up in in my rankings as well. Uh, but again, I I definitely would consider going back there if a, if a band that I want to see was playing there that I would maybe think twice if they were playing somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, in London, I don't know whether it differs. You know, whether how much of it is to do with the the festival aspect of Frank shows and the fact that you had two stages you could go between. Yeah, yeah. But it, you like you say, it's a multi-roomed venue. It's it was, it's got a cool vibe to it. You have got that little balcony bit you can go out onto. There's a little uh, food place out there. I mean, I think this one and Alexandra Palace are two venues, you know, that I've been to in my late twenties, early thirties. That I just, you know, you wouldn't have appreciated it. Probably uh, not that being dropped yeah. off by your dad at no. sixteen, going to see some ska punk band. It would, you wouldn't have got the same vibe to it, and you it wouldn't have even made the list. But so I think age definitely has a benefit. But then again, you've put Mr. Smith in your top five. You know, you are so clearly it's. A, but it's a venue that works. I think. I'd love to see more bands there. Uh, like the idea of the um, not War Child gigs. Is it the O2 gigs they used to do there? They used to do the and Foo Fighters did it. The iTunes Festival. That's it. iTunes Festival. Yeah. When you apply for the tickets. That's right. And yeah. hope to get them. I don't think they do that anymore, do they? No, the but they've had they had some massive bands. That's great because you could watch them, couldn't you, as well? So that's maybe why I feel a bit more of a connection yeah, to it as well. Yeah, I watched the Foo Fighters. Um, set I think from there yeah I think uh, actually speaking of Heim I think one of their early UK big shows was was for that and and 1975 as well you probably still find them online if you look around Uh, but yeah I think that's maybe why I feel like I've been to Roundhouse more because of those shows yeah Um, that was a good little concept actually yeah but no it's a cool venue I think um, you know it's right in the heart of Camden Camden's got like loads of venues hasn't it? it it is but it's also a little bit further down from the main drag where you've got all the shops and stuff and it's yeah. a little bit crazy. Like it's a little quieter up yeah, the yeah. end where the roundhouse is. There's some good is. pubs around there. Like uh, but you've got the Monarch within walking distance. Forum is up the road, isn't it? Uh, Barfly. Yeah, but then further Oh still yeah, up is... to the Kentish Town Forum, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, there's a lot of venues around there and quite a few probably could have made the list. Yeah. But one that definitely made 
the list. Uh, I'm just choosing which one to pick. The Wedgwood Rooms. Oh. Is it The Wedgwood Rooms? Wedgwood Rooms. In Portsmouth. Yeah. And you made a slight comment about it. And I'm wondering now if I've picked it for quantity over quality. Because I feel like I've spent days in total there. I did wonder this in in planning uh, my top five. But I've Which got... venue have I been to more than any? And Wedge is probably up there. I don't know whether it is the venue I've been to the most. I, but I've got bands, right, that I've seen there that just like great gigs, right? Gaslight we've seen there. Hold Steady we've seen there. Maximo Park. Uh, Real Big Fish. There's like a Lagwagon. Flatliners. Uh, who else? MXPX. Punchline. Lesson Jake. Uh, Jesse James. Zebrahead. It's just like... It's, survival tour. Yeah, the survival... It's it's endless bands that we've seen there. Feet and... Uh, a... Grant Nicholas, A, a couple of warm-up shows for A there. You know, it's just, I've seen so many bands yeah. there. Amazing bands. And I keep going to, back. I don't, I don't do it so often when I go there now, but do you remember getting the posters from there all yeah, the time as well? Yeah, yeah. The I've dodgily still, put together stretched image posters. Yeah. I've got, I'm pretty sure I've got all of them still. I always had the plan that I was going to just like plaster a garage wall or something yeah. with them. Because uh, <laughs> they're not quite good enough for the main house, but... Um, because they've done it, haven't they, in the bar? Yeah, area yeah. they've got them dotted around the van. Yeah. In fact, I'm trying to pick picture the uh, posters now to think. There's, I must. I could go to my ticket board and see a handful, but yeah. there's so many bloody bands I've seen there. A city in colour back, and now he's doing Alexander. Um, well, he's doing Ali Pally himself on his own. Christ. And he's done like Royal Albert Hall, and Wedgwood is like 300, 400 people maybe. Yeah. Every time I die yeah, there, you know. Just, I've, been, I've seen so many bands there. Aquabats. And my first proper crowd surf was there. Because I saw... Um, no, actually, it was Cardiff, wasn't it? It was Cardiff before or after I saw the starting line at Wedgwood. I know I you weren't know. there. I don't know. It was question. after. It was after. I can see my ticket board now. Um, but anyway, I remember like crowd surfing... 10 times maybe at the starting line gig and then just throwing me back over the barrier and then going again and throwing back over the barrier and then like the the, the story you always laugh about with the ice <laughs> just <laughs> me chucking oh the drive-through tour yeah the, uh, um, the ice and then just pretending I'd not done anything <laughs> Uh, just I've got fond memories of that like finding the spot underneath the air do you remember the guy that used to work there who was like the doorman and like the security for the stage yeah, yeah really yeah. tall guy yeah he's not there anymore oh, not seen him for years do you remember the aircon though yeah trying yeah, to stand that the other day, yeah. after a pit yeah I, I think it, I think it's yeah the sound isn't amazing I think it sounds okay but it's a cool venue like you can see it's not it's wider than it is deep so like you're pretty close to the stage yeah. so if you're lucky enough to catch one of these bands on the way up there ah we've seen the whole study there yeah I think I've name checked them oh. you, you'll hear it back in editing but yeah you know Gaslight's a big band to see there mm. you know with Frank supporting yeah because he was out in the crowd wasn't he um, by the merch yeah the uh, merch is a weird one there that odd little area as you go in so this is where Wedge starts to fall apart for me, um, right? Well, don't I, pick it apart too much because it's in the top five. Just to give a justification for why I haven't ranked it as high. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not on my top five. The The merch area is just clumsy. Yeah. There. It's just, you're oh, constantly, yeah. you've got a stream of people trying to walk past you. And that's just a quiet gig, in which case it's fucking awkward. You're going to mention both wings, aren't you? Right. Yeah, because the other wing being the, the toilets. Bar. Oh, or the bar. <laughs> the toilets, which when I went the other day, weren't Flooded. terrible, weren't terrible, but it is notorious for being Flooded. a fucking swimming pool yeah. of piss in that place. No, 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 that actually, puts me off. of all the swimming pools of piss that you can find, <laughs> it's, it, it's re- it looks, re- it looks more clean mm. than, say, a, a, another shithole venue. 
Right. Full of piss. It's got a certain cleanliness to What's it. What's the other one you're thinking of? Well, Joiners has been flooded a few times, and that I wouldn't even fucking risk. I, d- I think I'd just... Joiners is barely a toilet. Okay, well, this is the thing. At least Wedgwood's got a toilet. What I mean by the wings, for me, is the entrance with the merch and the bar. The bar, yeah. the bar is always a shit show as well. Yeah. Like, people just pushing in. Like, I know people don't queue for bars, but, you know, at you the always Frank- wait for a while. At the Frank gig the other night, they had the edge of the wedge bar open as well. Oh, they opened the two doors. Yeah. Much that that is always better when they do that. Um, just have the two options of bar. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what else now about wedge. Um, the parking. I don't want this to be about parking. Oh, yeah. I, know, <laughs> I know I've I've scored Alexandra Palace well on the parking. All oh, right. Well, but yeah. fuck, just that. Always that risk of just I like, know, are we going to park? You can't. I don't know if we can bring in parking <laughs> to whether or not, not I've enjoyed to. a venue. I'm not going to. But you know. It, it, it does factor in. Oh, well, all right, fair enough. What else we got? All right, well, I've got two, and they feature on both of ours. Oh. So I think I'll drop in the joiners now. Yes. Or we, we can about talk about that last. Their lack of toilet. Um, well, yeah, which, to be clear, like... there, there are toilets. It's just, you know, the, the gents in particular, I always feel like there's not actually any doors on any of it it always feels no, quite, none. quite open there no there's none you, you, if you had tummy issues you'd be fucked <laughs> because everyone every man woman and child would unfortunately see you you're probably better legging it around to the graveyard around the corner but yeah so join us is like is Southampton's equivalent of Smith's the difference being that Bournemouth has been through about three or four different venues whilst join us has stood strong and all kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and again, Joiners is one of those venues that I think everyone knows. There'll be people around, there'll be people in Scotland who know the history of this. Join us, yeah. I heard of that. Coldplay played there when they were young. What accent am I fucking doing? Yeah, when Irish. Um, but you know, the, it, it's got the post on the wall of like the Stone Roses, Coldplay, yeah. Green Day, Oasis, the Chili Peppers, people like that who played it. Yonks ago. What I love about the history of joiners, you can sort of feel it when you're in there, but it also feels unbelievable. Yeah. When you stood there watching some, you know, local band open who probably aren't ready to be there. And yeah, I've been in that band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's difficult thinking that Green Day played on this stage and Coldplay and Libertines and Snow Patrol and. Uh, yeah. All of them, Kasabian. They've all they've all done it. And again, it's one of those venues um, on Independent Music Week where bands have been back. I think I want to say recently, but it's not that recently. But like when the Claxons were in their heyday, um, I think they were doing Southampton Guildhall, and the following night they played Join Us headline set. It got released like the, that yeah, morning. I remember this, yeah. And um, you know, the, for a band that was as big as them when that first album came out like that was because they knew the history of Joiners that wasn't because oh let's just they they hung around to play Joiners because Joiners does have that sort of iconic feel to Mm. it and like you say but also when you're a support band there you don't really take that into account because it is like being stood on a stage knowing that you're probably going to be playing to no one yeah and the idea that oh Ian Brown wants grace this stage doesn't fill you with much hope to be honest so this is the only venue on the list that we no. played. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Because I don't think you played Smith. I did didn't you? play Smith, no, and I've certainly never played the Eden Project. <laughs> <laughs> um, you played the little uh, like it's on a phone in the. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Got one. Um, I'm just assuming. I uh, think they do have sound stuff there, but anyway. There you go. It was an intelligent guess. Um, I wouldn't say that it was my favourite show we've ever played oh it's up there though isn't it but I think it's the best we ever played and it was Which probably it was one? probably it was probably our best show uh, when we played after on the, on the tour that we did in 2010 alright so not the one where my guitar was tuned flat for the whole thing I, well it didn't even happen as far as I'm concerned yeah. um, there's no I, evidence I've played there in two separate bands yes one was horrendous uh, because the guitarist was hammered 
and on a multitude, a, 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 a cocktail of um, narcotics. Who did you? Who were you opening for? Fandangle. Oh man, I do you know what I would not have thought that. Um, and that was a big deal for us, uh, for me anyway, um, because unlike all the other members of the band, I actually really liked the music we were playing. <laughs> And I don't know if everyone else took it as seriously as I did. But you came to watch, didn't you? Yeah, it was a uh, train wreck. Yeah, you watched it unfold. Yeah, but... Once we were playing, it wasn't too bad. But yeah, to have that low, and then I see the footage. We've got some of the footage, haven't we, from one of the shows. When it was... I think probably sold out. Yeah, this is the one I'm on about, yeah. Yeah, that was just epic. Yeah, I think it probably was the best we ever played. I think it probably was our best show, but I don't know if it's my favourite personal. Did you like how high the stage was? Um, I certainly like it when you're in the crowd, yeah, because it means you can always see the whole band. Yeah, um, it's a bit odd when you're up there, isn't it? But it's a lot better now than it was way back when we first started going there, and it was longer than it comes out now yeah. because it used to be that you'd have the drummer almost on the front line yeah, with the rest of the band yeah. so which was that's really a weird wasn't it big improvement they've made um, I've not the been there the, for a while the shape of the room is a bit odd as well yeah. like there's ideal spots to get like I don't like being at the back of the kind of the L like the top bit there towards the bar I like being in the main bit there in front of the stage. I stand by the door that um, leads you back to the toilets yeah uh little tip for you that I've started doing now hoodie take it off put it on the shelf behind uh, on the wall there where people put the beers and you can lean and just rest your head on the on the shelf there the hoodie oh we are perfect. getting old aren't we perfect like a lean at a gig now <laughs> last band I saw there was Basement actually when they did um, two nights at intimate venues uh, two nights two different sets I only managed to catch one of the nights. Um, I think it was a Thursday and a Friday, for context. Um, But yeah, sounds never terrible there. I've been to some gigs there where it's not been great. No, I think the sound is always really good. But been there a lot, and they've had the same sound guy, haven't they, for donkeys? I don't know, because there was a guy, a short, stocky little fella. What about the tall, big fella? With the... uh, like the afro yeah it yeah. was him I don't know because the thing is I don't often stand around that bit now so I've not really looked to see who does the sound but I think the sound's always pretty spot on there yeah it's never bad no I think it's really good I think even terrible bands as in support bands that I've seen in other places and you know wouldn't want to necessarily see on the joining stage sound good yeah it I've, worries me that it does seem to be a venue that has over the last few years had a bit of a jaded history with will it be shut down save joiners yeah donate to they joiners they seem to be okay at the mo I mean yeah. I think you know it is a well Ricky the guy who puts a lot of the gigs on there yeah he does a great job um, mm. at keeping that place filled with gigs I think it helps with Southampton as well that there, there is such a strong music, uh, scene. music scene yeah, yeah. Uh, more so than there is in Bournemouth and uh, I think yeah it gets propped up most it, nights of the week and again it's just that decent size where occasionally a 400 or a 500 cap band yeah might drop down to 150 to play joiners yeah so you can get a couple of cool little gigs there can't you we've seen Frank there god knows how many times yeah yeah on the um, way up and more recently yeah and um I mean Motion City Soundtrack is the one for me that I'll yeah I never went did I so don't, the grave. don't rub that in <laughs> no. I mean the, you know these were still early days I mean it wasn't necessarily a small venue for them it was still you know one of their first full UK tours but That's after so this cool they, though, they jumped up to quite bigger venues um, but no so, yeah. great venue really really good venue yeah uh, and speaking that of great cool. venues I think one that a lot of people know of, but and God rest it, soul. Is that the saying? Sure. Uh, peace be with it, uh, yeah. and all that jargon. The Astoria in London. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, the best venue. Um, well, apparently not. <laughs> Give that away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what a, what a wicked venue. Yeah. So I was thinking in the week what I'd actually say about this because I spend a lot of time uh, 
saying how great it was and uh, yeah, what was it about it that was actually great? And I, I can't place it on one particular thing um, because it's not too dissimilar to some of the other London venues such as Kentish Town Forum or, you know, obviously Brixton's a bit bigger, but mm. those London sort of theatre venues... Um, but there was just the atmosphere was always good at the yeah. Astoria. Uh, I feel like anywhere you were stood was good as well. Like you could be on the balcony and yeah, still so enjoy it as this. much as in the crowd. We've done low level in in the amongst it, the balcony. Now, do you remember Newfound Glory on the Catalyst tour? No, uh, on the Coming Home coming tour. Home. Sorry, we sat. That middle bit, which I think maybe was for disabled usage only. No, no, no. There were a few tables because there was a there was a bar right up the top at the back, wasn't but there? But do you remember sitting there? Yeah. And sitting down and having really good. I I thought I had my legs crossed for some reason. <laughs> maybe sat on a table. Yeah. But that was a pretty amazing. Like you, like you said, you can watch it from anywhere, um, and it was normally good sound, good view, really cool venue. 2,400 I think I read somewhere right Night on a, I and was do, googling the venue do size do we include Astoria 2 or the Mean Fiddler I think we've got well. to give a little doff of the cap because it was essentially the same building it was just a smaller room yeah um, and we the thing is it, it, what, it had its own entrance and it had yeah. its it had its separate name like people knew it as Astoria 2 but then it became the Mean Fiddler didn't it I think it was the other way round. Oh, did it? Or it, maybe it chopped and changed. Oh. I think Mean Fiddler was to do with the ownership or something. I can't remember. But I think when it when it closed, I think it was a story of two. Because okay. definitely when we did the Lesson Jake Well, we, we, it residency. can certainly be included. Um, but I think what we're discussing is the story. The main room. The main room. Um, you know, we saw some 41 there for a one-off show. I think yeah. they maybe jumped yeah, off. 2007. Uh, I think the show that stands out for me there personally I you weren't there was Incubus okay. and that was the first I remember walking past a tout and I, he got really annoyed because he didn't understand my wording but I just said what are you buying these for then and he offered me 80 quid <laughs> for my one ticket back wow. then it was just during the Megalomaniac tour and they did this one show and bearing in mind the next tour they did for that album was Arenas it was a big deal to see Incubus in that venue and uh, I watched it from the floor and yeah I just said that yeah good good vibes about in fact I could I might swap my one and two round well, we'll give it a couple of minutes before we do a top but five we've, we've seen a lot of bands there like we, we, yeah I mean it was we used always to travel for it didn't we there was a point where we were so fed up with and we're really throwing uh, pyramids. pyramids under the bus but there were there was a time when we would rather go all the way to London for Astoria dates than do the Less pyramid. Than Jake. Uh, yep, uh, I'm pretty sure that newfound glory one as well. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, um, I swear there was a couple of others that we definitely made a beeline to go up there. But it was one of those venues again that, like I said it about um, Electric Ballroom, that even when I was first driving, the uh, or you know we used to park at. Q Gardens. Mm-hmm. It was a big part of the routine of get everything. get on the tube because we park at Q for free. Get on the tube, get off at Tottenham Court Road. Yeah, walk, get food. Yeah, walk go around, around to the park. There'd always be the park would be full of people. Yeah, yeah, and then head to the venue and you know queue outside down the alley. Yeah, long queue around the building. Um, and yeah, it was it was one of those venues where I just wasn't put off going to. It was it was a cool venue. Yeah. And I think the sort of geographic placement of it being in the centre, right in the centre of the yeah, city yeah, as well. Like it just... And it definitely hit home when they said they were going to knock it down to expand the tube Yeah, station. we didn't go, did we? But Tom McLeod, our friend, went to the final show, which was... Frank. Frank. Uh, Sam Duckworth, yeah, yeah. And a couple of others. Uh, and I do regret not going to that. I think yeah. it was a difficult night because it was, it was midweek and whatever reason something was going on. But... Um. Yeah, yeah, it's a big Shame. deal that, and, and and I think also it's the kind of the shared um, love for it as well. You know, you still meet people now. I mean, you know, working on the the Less Than Jake Live from Astoria release, yeah. like 
how much affection they had for it and and I think most bands say the same yeah because it felt like a big venue yeah so like if you were you know if if you couldn't do the shepherd's uh, bush maybe you could just literally Astoria was just slightly less but I think you'd probably get a few extra people in just mm. because it was the Astoria yeah had that vibe and it again like joiners um it had a history like a lot of bands would do like one-offs there Foo Fighters did a one-off there mm. um Oasis like bands would play there on their way up as their first big London headline show and then they would come back to it I remember hearing an interview with Noel Gallagher and he was saying like quite an arrogant way but it was nice that he was still talking about it affectionately but he was like I'm not sure anyone will produce a gig like Oasis did there and like he was like we that venue holds he then went on to say Kasabian might be able to do that which really put me off the whole sentiment of what he'd said <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, these bands clearly like you said with the Lesson J thing they clearly like it as a venue mm. and you know it was very well received as a punter saw McFly there I just remembered yeah. travelled yeah. to see McFly <laughs> on the Motion in the Ocean tour great album well, I think saw Jason Perry in the sound desk George went over and shook his hand <laughs> <laughs> I had to sh- tell George who he was he went oh, okay. I'm going to go and shake his hand um, I think the other thing as well um, which just goes to show that we've always been old at heart is that the early curfew was always welcome as well. Yeah. Finishing at 10 and then being able to get back and then the drive back to to pool would I be... I remember like... For, oh, what, you get home an hour less, you yeah, know, an hour earlier. Yeah, we might earlier. be home from 1am, 1 1.30 yeah. at the latest if we yeah. stop. Whereas <laughs> most other London shows you're getting in at half two, three. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Killers. Yeah. A lot of dodgy drive homes from Q. <laughs> but that's another... That's another, another, another story for another time. So, any uh, honourable mentions at all? One I thought of uh, is the Guildhall. Uh, yeah. Notoriously echoey sound in there, but yeah. a bit like Wedge. Been so many times, and a lot of the first shows. I think I think your first gig was yeah. Guildhall. Yeah, Real Big Fish, Sugar Colt, and the starting line, which is pretty decent lineup if you ask me. Yeah, um, I would. Uh, say the uh, I guess it's Cardiff Student Union. Union yeah uh, both parts of it we've we've seen good shows there yeah uh, and we've we've been back a couple of times haven't we yeah I think I think that's a the Cardiff U, uh, Student Union venues are, are cool really cool little rooms uh, Lesson Jake well that line up was mad Lesson Jake Pie Tasters Teen Idols we talk about Lesson Jake so much and come on who was it Alistair that's mad to think that tour happened. Yeah, it's good. Oh, uh, why, don't, why don't tours happen? Well, anyway, it well, they do. Um, well, yeah, they do. Oh, we never talked about that in our business. Doesn't matter. Um, so, I wanted, because I had a, a, a brief soiree in helping out on a tour, whatever you want to call it, there was a venue, there were two venues on the in Europe which were doing things right similar to joiners uh, one of them but one of them was in Italy and I googled the name of it but I'm not going to try and pronounce it but it was Lodi I want to say associate something but anyway it sounded when I was chatting to one of the the guys who ran the gigs it sounds like that they put on a gig there and it's part government funded and it always sells out so they can promise the bands that they're going to get a sellout show but I think I think thinking back on it it was more of an experience as we showed up there were like three Vespers outside Italian Vespers and the promoter just went the keys are in them take them for a spin <laughs> so we did and like my first ever experience on a little moped was there they there's pizzeria around the corner produced those massive pizzas that you see t- like when dustbin you, lid you, no 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 no, dustbin lid, like double bed. Right. You know those pictures you see on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tag five friends who could finish this. Yeah. Four of them showed up that filled this table. I'm talking, like, my arms wide. It was, like, I didn't even eat pizza, but I was so starving. You know, I'd, I'd got some slices down uh, then. Um, but the venue, like, the gig, the sound was great. And I just, I stopped my merch roll and ended up going in the pit because I just wanted to be a part of it. 
But maybe it was the feel, so I don't know. But it was cool. But there was another one in Berlin, which again was very, quite similar to Joiners. And it had graffiti all over the walls, but proper graffiti. And it was in a really cool area, like the first real time I'd really spotted something, someone doing vegan, went to a vegan cafe there. And like there was a hemp stall and it was all very artisan and stuff like that. And it was just cool. It was a cool venue. And I've not been to one similar in the UK. But again, I think, you know, it had a look to it. But the venue was cool inside. Uh, and unfortunately, I was working it. But I wanted to give a little nod, not just because I wanted to say, oh, I've been on tour. But they were cool venues. If there was a place like this locally, I'd be down there all the time. But there just isn't. But I do think one thing I noticed being at, on that tour was European gig goers love it. But yeah. And you? Um just trying to think of other ones now I mean there are so many really uh, <laughs> there was a couple of uh, really good small venues on the rehasher dates that I did last November Yeah, uh, which kind of felt like going full circle almost back to Mr Smith's because they're quite similar uh, the London was bigger and New Cross Inn um, but from the start of their set people were just crowd surfing and stage diving nice non-stop like it did not stop at all <laughs> uh, and then there was one um, in Stafford of all places called Red Rum oh, right. uh, which was reminding me a lot of, of Smith's a bit nicer and a bit a little bit bigger um, but a small little compact room upstairs mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it just felt like again a bit like joining us as well it just felt like there was a sort of a tight-knit community there I mean I don't I can't say anything about Stafford like I didn't even see a lot of it whilst I was there but I imagine if you live in Stafford, this is a place that you probably yeah, that's cool. You value quite a bit because there's not much else there. Maybe um, it's 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 nice that we've got like well-rounded. Uh, uh, sorry, a wide bunch of venues. Well, I try to think of, of some from the from the tours that we did, um, but the thing there was none like, that really stood out. There's for not me. really anything that stood out, and a lot of it just was always so intense because we were having to think so much that you know a lot of them you never really got a chance to properly enjoy or no, even take in the, there's the, some there were shows that I enjoyed more but I don't know whether I would say that sh- the sh- venue shock was horror like you don't watch all the support bands as much as you'd love to a lot of time because you're going out to get dinner yeah, or because you're watching you the haven't, merch you or... haven't eaten you haven't showered so you're going to a, a late night swimming pool to try and get a shower at the swimming pool to then eat to then play a show and bugger off yeah. again to drive four hours down the road. I mean, the community centre type ones were always nice. Um, oh yeah, we'd watch them. It was quite cool to get to play Newcastle Academy, even though it was obviously the, the yeah. second room. Yeah. That's still pretty cool to say that you played there. Yeah, that was cool. But um, the venue, like, I remember the look of it, but I remember the evening more. Yeah, but, but I don't know if I had, if I loved the venue no, that much. Really, it's just I guess it's a bit of prestige. I should have um, looked at my ticket board a bit more and just clocked a few names, but I think I've. I think I'm pretty happy with my top five. Okay, so you're going to count down from five to one. You happy to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to leave it in. I know there's a big pause there. Am I allowed it? Yeah, of course. All right, number five, Eden Project. Number four, Brixton. Number three, Joiners. I'll screw it. I'll leave it as what I put down originally. Number two, London Astoria. And number one... Wedgwood Rooms. There we go. Um, which <laughs> I was surprised when you sent it through, um, but I can understand it. I, you, your your case was a good one for it in terms of true how many shows you've seen. Yeah, uh, there's got to be a reason why I've been there. So many I'm glad times. you've written this out for me. Uh, I'm going to swap mine slightly from this <gasps> oh, list. I wish in I talking had. about it, I think I would go five Roundhouse. Okay. Four Alexandra Palace. Nice. I think I just came across more passionate about it. When we came to Roundhouse, I didn't feel like I had that much to say, even though I do like it. Uh, number three is Mr. Smith's. Mm-hmm. Number two, same as you, is the Astoria. Yeah. And number one is the Joiners. I could not go for anything else for number yeah. one. But we haven't said that we're going to do an ultimate number one, but I think because we've both got it, and we both put it in the same place. I think if we could go to any venue again, 
to see our favourite band, I think the, it would be that venue. So I think the Astoria has to win overall, even though it came second. Yeah, I think if you weight them between... You know, if you if someone said you can watch... Yeah, if we're negotiating a, a joint top five, then yeah, it's the Astoria. And but, that doesn't surprise me. But I think I'm probably happy with your top two than I am my top two. <laughs> but no, I'm going to leave the it. The parking's off. not that bad a wedge. I mean, I, I always no, get parking's, space. the parking's but... dog. <laughs> but, oh well, it okay, is what it is. But... There we have it. There's our top five venues. Um, if you've not listened to it already, you can go back and listen to our top five debut albums of the 2000s a lot of them we've heard in some of these venues yeah for sure Um, and there's two episodes of uh, open mic you can listen to and you can get a bonus episode if you sign up at twotrackmind.uk so that's us for now Edward where can they find you on the internet Um, at runwithed is is probably the best one where I'm most vocal on Instagram your final and yourself uh, you can find me at Liam Toms across all platforms and hopefully you'll hear from us in the next few weeks because we're going to now it's winter things are getting less busy with hobbies and stuff hopefully these might become a bit more regular fingers crossed thank you very much for listening and good night for now